So what if the enemy can capture the emotions of your soul from the womb? Then you'll be like the man who came one time to see me, who did not understand why this fog was in his head as a grown adult, a successful adult, who at moments when his life took on the next level of achievement, that familiar spirit that always challenged him, that always oppressed him whenever he was faced with new challenges, reflecting new opportunities for growth, always came. Every time he was in an environment where there was greater opportunity, he panicked. Even if he had fully succeeded in everything else before him. Or the man who came to see me who thought that he was a fraud, that one day he was going to be found out because he wasn't the genuine thing. When in fact, everybody understood that he was a super lawyer, an expert in his field, yet he ran ahead of the accusation that one day they'd all find out that he wasn't really as good, in fact he wasn't good at all, that it was all a game. In both instances and in numerous others, whether we're talking about um, accomplished women um, in business or in the professions or housewives or uh, artists or whomever, everybody seems to run ahead of the storm questioning whether or not they're the real thing. Quite often they don't know why, they can't get a hold of it, they scrutinize their their lives and everything is pretty much lined up but they still feel the way they do. In, In every case, it's a spirit that was passed down through the emotions of the mother into the child, but the mother is not always or even often the prime actor. She's just the tool, the the, the vehicle for the transmission of the emotion. So it's not a woman thing or a man thing because the, the child is connected by the umbilical cord from the mother to the child, it's whatever the mother is experiencing that is transmitted to the child and whenever the mother experiences trauma in her life, she transmits the trauma emotionally to the child. Now, so there can be trauma from the womb, trauma in the womb. In virtually every instance, it had to do with conversations or actions between the mother and the father or between 
others connecting to the father who connected to the mother. I'll give you, I'll give you an example. A grandmother said to her son, who is the father, that this child should be aborted because it was the way the grandmother saw that the mother was entrapping the son into marriage. But the grandmother wanted the economic provision that the son was providing to her and saw the girlfriend, soon to be the wife, as a a competitor for resources. So the grandmother used her leverage over the son, telling the son that the woman who is now pregnant with his child simply wants his money. The motivation for the grandmother was heinous, but the power she had over her son because of that particular culture from in which the persons were involved, or from which the persons were descended, in that the son had the duty to take care of his mother first. And she saw the fact that he's now having a child by this other by this woman, she wasn't going to, the mother wasn't going to have the resources that she used to have. So in a in a most blatantly selfish fashion, she came and suggested to the son, to her son, that her son needed to tell the, the mother of, his, of the son's child that he, the, the woman needed to get an abortion. The wave of that emotion went down from the mother into the child she was carrying in the womb, who was the man I was dealing with. The spirit of murder, rather the spirit of, well, death and murder, was spoken into the ear of the mother. Listen, these things have a witheringly devastating emotional impact on people, in this case on the mother. These aren't just words, put yourself back, if you could, into the situation of this young mother who got pregnant, is thinking that the next thing, the the way that they need to handle this pregnancy is for, for the mother and father to get married and give this child a chance to have the the mother come, the mother of the mother, the grandmother of the child, come and say to the mother, you need to abort this child. And to say that in front of the son and have the, the pregnant woman say to the man who got her pregnant, what do you think, is this your idea? And for him to agree with his mother, 
what emotions do you think are transmitted down into the soul of this child? And these are the foundational emotions. This is the manner in which generational curses coming into, spoken in the environment of children, open their souls to the spirit that operates in the generations. Now, the mother in question, the grandmother in question um, was from a people who had only known war in their lives. That country had, had one war after another after another. And even, even the grandmother who fled was a refugee from that country. So for them, the culture of death and killing was very much at the base of their awareness and understanding. So not offering a defense for her, but helping you to understand how generational cultures affect subsequent generations is the reason I go a little bit further afield. So for her to tell her her, uh, soon-to-be, as it turned out, daughter-in-law and her son, they needed to get rid of the child, that wasn't a stretch to her. That was very much consistent with the history of the nation from which she came. So it doesn't make her as monstrous as her suggestion would be, if you understand. But that's the point. Culture causes things to be said and done that should otherwise shock the conscience. Because what are we talking about when we talk about culture? We're talking about how mankind, humankind, have descended into death, descended into the culture of the demonic from the time of Adam. And every family culture has some measure of that operating within them. It's why fathers abandon their children. When they do, the mothers pass on these emotions that they are feeling being the most vulnerable ones among those living outside of the womb. They pass on these feelings to their children, their desperation, their fear, their anxiety, the words of death and destruction spoken over them, often involving actions that they would be required to take. These are the emotions they pass down to the fetus in the womb, to the child in the womb. And these form the foundational bases of how children, uh, how the emotional structure of children are shaped. That's why I said at the beginning of this series, everybody has been compromised in some fashion or other. You may not have been compromised in the womb emotionally, 
but any number of people have been. Those are just harder to detect because usually you can, you can attach certain uh, emotions to certain occurrences that happen in your biosphere that was taken in through one of your five senses that was given an emotional tag. Usually you can remember the event that caused that to happen but you can't remember the event when it happened in the womb and yet because it happened in the womb it's going to predispose in the most foundational and fundamental way how you view the world. I'll give you yet another example. Um, one, one, One person who had listened to a previous set of teachings I had put on the internet on trauma in the womb called me, someone I know, he called me and he said, I finally got an answer to a question I had been asking all of my life. The question was, why am I morose? Why am I living as if I'm waiting for the next shoe to fall? And he said, the Lord told me when I listened to your recording, as I was listening to it, the Lord told me, reminded me that my grandmother died six months after I was born. And all of a sudden I had the revelation. The whole time I was in my mother's womb, the whole time she was pregnant with me, the nine months she carried me, she was living in anticipation of the death of her mother because her mother, my grandmother, was sick during the whole time. And the joy of being pregnant with me was dampened by the anticipation of the death of her mother whom she loved greatly. Her sadness was transmitted to me from the earliest of my existence in her womb. And when I came out of her womb, my base emotion was one of the anticipation of loss, anticipating death. And he said, I finally understood. I was imprinted by my mother's emotions as my base emotions. Now once your enemy gets a hold of these emotions, and he can and he does, by the emotional tag that is related to these happenings. So if it's in the womb, it can often be that the father didn't want the child and said so to the mother, told the mother to get rid of it referring to the person as an it rather than a person or rejection. The child was born, the family broke up, the father left or the mother left. The father didn't pay child support, talking to this man not so long ago, um, whose desire sole desire was to be a good son to his natural father, hoping his natural father would love him. The story as it unpacked was, while he was in the womb, 
in fact, before he was conceived, his mother was having an affair with another man and his father was having an affair with another woman. And from that, he was, or, or in that environment, he was conceived. His mother and father didn't divorce until after he was born and they married the persons they were having affairs with. And he said, I never, I have not been able to understand why my father loves my older siblings, but he never comes to anything I do. And, and after the divorce, he never paid child support. I'm just hoping something I do would connect me to my father. Now, when you are operating in this environment of discerning the activities of spirits, the spirit of God in you that is activated as the one leading people through blockage removal, spirit of God that is activated in you is one known as the spirit of discerning or the discerning of spirits, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Listing the spiritual gifts that are given to one the gift of healing by the same spirit, to another the speaking in tongues, by the same spirit, to another the interpretation of tongues, by the same spirit, to another the gift of miracles, by the same spirit. Uh, and and the one, one of the ones listed is, and, to, and to, to one, the discerning of spirits or the discerning, the spirit of discernment, the discerning of spirits by that spirit. So there's a gift from God, from the spirit of God, given to your spirit, which is able then to detect the activities in your soul that have been co-opted by, imprinted by emotions that allow your enemy to draw up these emotions on the basis of new experiences that call up that revive, that remind you of prior uh, instances in which that same emotion was generated. So the present emotion, present experience, though it may bear no resemblance whatsoever to the original happening that produced the emotion, that tagged you that way, that allows the enemy to torment you with that, the present emotion, the present circumstances may have nothing to do with that except that it resurrects or it activates that common emotion. And when it does, it takes you all the way back. So discernment, applying the spirit of discernment, what did we understand? We understand that this father who loves the older siblings is capable of loving the siblings. Why doesn't he love this one? And why has he never loved this one? Never received him, didn't pay child support. Those didn't have anything to do with what he did or didn't do. Those had to do with how he viewed him. He viewed him as the child of the husband that his former wife had married, the one with whom 
the former wife was having an affair. He didn't see it as his child, or he didn't see this person as his child. He saw that his father was the man his mother was being, was seeing. And that's why he never would allow himself to attach himself emotionally to this child. That's why he wouldn't pay child support. Now, it may have been also that he was inspired not to pay child support for economic reasons, but that doesn't seem consistent with the rest of his behavior, with the rest of the siblings, the older siblings. So no matter how hard this man tried to please his father, he was never going to be accepted by him. So everything he did would fall short and he would think, the man would, the young, the, the person who was talking with me, he would think that he was never good enough. Not, no matter what he did, he would never be good enough for his father to love him. When the truth is, it had nothing to do with what he did. In fact, he was one of the most helpful persons. I mean, just in the environment in which we were when we took breaks, he would want to make sure everybody had water or coffee. Did you want anything? He'd remove any, uh, anything from the environment that needed to be removed. In short, before he was born and while he was in the womb, the spirit of rejection had already attached to him. Here he is as a grown adult wanting to, by his doing, overcome the spirit of rejection without the discernment from his spirit to his soul that nothing he ever did would be sufficient simply because ab initio, from the beginning, from the initiation, he was already rejected. What spirit do you suppose? What was the primary spirit, you suppose, that took root in his soul? And who caused it to come there? It was his father. The primary, the, the person who caused it to come there was his father. And the primary spirit was the spirit of rejection. Now, spirits work together to perfect their control. So, when rejection is the root spirit, the action of the father would be to neglect paying child support. So a spirit of rejection will function with the spirit of neglect, will function with the spirit of abandonment, connecting in no way emotionally to the child, which then would produce on the child's side, a spirit of performance. And when the performance doesn't work, because it never can, in spite of your best efforts, exercised over time, then you will fall into depression. Because try as you might, you can't fix it. Depending on other aspects of the person, 
the person will pull himself up or herself up out of depression through a spirit of anger or rage, whether at themselves or other persons in their environment. Such persons will typically be insecure, have a spirit of insecurity, and they will typically always question themselves and their motives for everything they do, always asking the question, am I good enough? So spirits will hunt in pack. Sometimes the things that, uh, that is the case is that something has happened to a person um, that brings, that the, the remembrance of which will bring shame to them, even if they're the victims. Shame and uh, regret would result in self-destructive uh, behaviors like cutting, cutting themselves or uh, abusing their body, shaving their heads, uh, uh, acting irresponsibly because they have the idea that nobody cares anyway, it doesn't matter what I do, no one, um, no one cares what I do because I am not important to anybody. Now this is the ministry of evil spirits to the human soul. And my point is that they hunt in packs. So when one comes in, it will usually, if that's the base, their goal is to affect total capture of all of the human emotions so as to paralyze the human being to the point where the human cannot act cannot think, cannot feel or act without being controlled in that, those feelings and actions by the demonic. It can begin in the womb and continue through various and successive engagements, things that happen to you subsequently. Now the main spirit that operates through this in, in vitro, in the womb, uh, connection are generational spirits because they relate to things that happened to before you were born that produced interactions between people around you and they're channeled through you to your, through the umbilical cord but they're exacerbated by the relationship of the mother and the father as these discussions take place over you while you are yet in the womb. So, the enemy when he gets a hold of the emotion, knowing that that's how you make decisions, will observe whenever something happens in your emotions that cause you to remember that thing. When it's triggered, the enemy knows how you're going to feel about it and he knows what decisions you're going to make in the present situation based upon what emotion has been triggered. The next time I'll continue from there.